testing one two three no don't you dare <laughs> pretty funny rise and shine bitches welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang and i feel the need to clarify that that wasn't me nor was that a real fart that was jimmy my fellow co-treatment planner real fart no it wasn't don't gross them out anyway somewhere in the world (laughs) i hope you guys are having a good friday morning or whenever you guys are listening to this um honestly i thought a good way to open this actually this chief complaint uh this episode of chief complaints Mm -hmm. obviously our advice column would be to share my own chief complaint um because like some of you guys seem to think that like i really like have my stuff together and like everything is perfect but i just have to open up to all of you guys and dad it's still been really stressful. Right before this, like 30 minutes before, I was crying to Jimmy because apparently one last requirement that they don't really tell you about in dental school is clearing your roster of patients. And like, I just happened to A, have a massive roster of patients and B, have I, I didn't know like how long it would take to clear them. I didn't realize like how much... It's just like a lot. So basically now I have a huge ass roster. I feel like I'm super behind on all my friends and stuff. Like, out of all my friends and stuff to clear. And I just feel that typical anxiety of being like, oh my god, I'm behind everyone else. I'm never going to graduate on time, blah, blah, blah. Because apparently I just found out recently, like, I mean, it makes sense. But, like, if you don't clear your roster, then you don't get your diploma in time. Um, I think they let you walk. You just, like, get a blank diploma. Which, like, honestly, I'm okay with. It's more like, you know that little pamphlet that you get at graduation? We got fake diplomas. No, I know we did. but like You, you get know what... an asterisk that says okay, well, that first of all, this bitch didn't finish her requirements. First of all my parents will be disappointed in my sister i don't even have any asterisks of honors because the honors are so damn high in dental school i had one in pharmacy school but in dental school it's like only the top like two percent like one percent five percent dishonorable yeah okay so in general i'm just like wow i don't have that and then on top of it i'm not sure about this but my deep dark fear and this will kind of tie in i guess to the first thing it's my fear is like what if they mark on the transcript i don't know if they do but i'm like what if they mark on that little pamphlet like who hasn't cleared their roster yeah. And then it's just embarrassing. That, but well, I remember we had a few classmates that had to graduate late and it said it on the thing. It was like graduating in June. Oh. Here's my problem. My problem is not graduating late if you genuinely need stuff because I understand that stuff happens. It's that I am the village idiot and I finished like my major requirements literally like last fall and I've just been sitting pretty and then like acting like I was done. And then in reality, I had to clear all these patients. And now I feel like I'm the one person that didn't realize, like the one person that like no one told like you were supposed to do this. And that's like such a trigger for me is feeling like I'm the only person that didn't know someone and everybody else knew something. It's like so triggering to me. I, I don't know what it is. But anyway, so like literally I had a little, <clears throat> as we call it, a minty B, a mental breakdown right before sobbing to Jimmy. Because I just like... Inconsolable. No one told me this was the last requirement. I mean, like, it's... I'm not blaming anyone else. I'm blaming myself. Because, like, I should have just known. Like, obviously, you can't graduate until your roster is clear and everyone's paid for their treatment or whatever. But, like... I don't know. It just it just didn't hit me. And now I'm just like really stressed because I'm like, I worked so hard to finish so early. And here I am at the finish line, stressing again. So, Wait, so people need to pay for everything? Um, actually that's that's, that's not like true that's i think little, uh, you have to harsh. contact them you have to enter a contact note saying that you contacted them about their balance and then mm. i think that's it but anyways just in general i just feel like 
Connie really let the ball drop on this one, and I keep blaming myself, and Jimmy's like, don't be so hard on yourself. But, like, I am, because, like, I should have known, and this is something I should have taken care of. And now, here I am, instead of sitting pretty like all my other friends, I am frantically, like, with a million patients on my roster and trying to clear. It just doesn't feel like me. Hey! 27. That's a lot. Well, okay, actually, let me preface this. It's 27... And then I already emailed them about 14, so it should probably right. be 13. And she was upset that she didn't hear back via email. She sent the email 24 hours ago. But what if, like, she can't clear any of those 14 and I'm still actually at 27? Well, then you're at 27. Uh, actually, well, okay, this is also a fun fact. You gotta average about one per day. This is also a fun fact about me. Um, I really tend to overreact and stress out. And that that's usually why I end up, like, working so hard is because mm-hmm. I stress so much in advance. I, I stress more than I should, so that way I put myself in a more favorable position. So right now I'm going through the phrase of stressing out more than I should. That's, a not, that's also a fun fact about me. Yeah. Maybe, who knows, maybe in, like, two weeks I'll be like, you guys, my roster's clear. I don't know. It's Probably. just funny because I feel like the audience keeps up with me during, like, my CDCA saga and how stressed out I was about that. And then it was fine. And then I just, like, had to... Th- have something else to stress about so anyways here i am that is my current chief complaint it's just connie is an idiot sandwich other mm. than that my chief complaint sure you got one is it wow you weren't <laughs> even gonna give me one wow i think that's my new complaint okay what is yours i was just kidding my new complaint is that i'm two-thirds of the way through my fun employment week this is why i was I'm gonna let you sad i'm sorry okay wait so what are you sad about well He's starting like, a new job on Monday. Just starting so a new know. job on Monday, so that that's exciting. But then that's also stressful. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, it's and it's not quite like a vacation because I'm not making money. So it, while it's relaxing to be lounging around, I feel like I'm like, I just can't do much of anything because I'm poor. Why does so it stress we, you that you're not making money? Because we need money to <laughs> keep like... this household alive, which maybe someday you'll understand. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why we're stressed. You're stressed about money. Is it because we had all you can eat sushi for dinner last night? It Which is. actually was quite a steal. It was only like $30 for all you can eat for dinner. Yeah, but that's times two people. Yeah, but okay. Well, anyway, so these are our chief complaints. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to not be out there. Uh, but I also don't want to go to work. But I need money. And Ellie, she's literally like so. Yeah. Ellie's chief complaint is that, um, well, She's just upset that we uh, took her from all her family and friends two years ago. It's her gotcha day. Yeah, it's her gotcha day. She was the only one left at the shelter of her family and yeah. friends. Don't act like no, she was happy my, oh, there. She's pretty. She's pretty stoked. Yeah. Her, uh... And here she is. So anyways, let's move on to your chief complaint, shall we? We have um, a first one, which is <clears throat> need more imposter syndrome advice. And so... I was talking to this person about it and a lot of it is just coming from like not really feeling like validated or like supported on their journey and just kind of feeling like they don't know if they're like questioning like if they're good at like you know typical imposter syndrome stuff like questioning if you're good enough for something so I think like part of the problem is that when you don't feel very like validated or supported by the people around you then you start to fill in the blanks and being like hmm I'm not feeling supported therefore that must mean like I'm not good enough to do this like you start like creating these fake narratives in your head not that anyone ever told you you're not good enough you can't do this not that you have any concrete proof like i cannot do this blah 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 it's just like the your brain just like catastrophizes like mine does just like me and you just like fill in the blanks so like for example for me i'm like everybody knew something that i didn't therefore like i'm a big idiot i'm not qualified 
I'm like less than because I didn't know like something like everyone else. You weren't cool enough for the cool kids. To That's tell exactly you. Hey, how Connie, I felt. Clear I'm like, us. the fuck? Like, who didn't tell me this? But anyways, like, do you, it's kind of a similar situation because I just jumped to conclusions before even like trying to actually tackle the task I had to do. I just jumped to conclusions and I was like, I'm not worthy of, of my diploma. Everyone's going to find out I'm a big fat fraud at graduation when I like have a fake diploma or like have a mark on my name or whatever. When really, like, I'm the only one that put that in my head. Like, A, I don't even know if they're going to mark the, the pamphlet thing. But, like, that's neither here nor there. That's such a small detail. It's, it's really just that, like, I'm putting out this, like, fake story in my head and catastrophizing it more so just because I didn't have the validation yet from my roster being cleared. Because usually she emails you and says, like, don't worry, this person's been cleared. So it's, like, kind of the same thing. Like, I lack the validation, so I'm, like, making up that, yeah. Yeah. Way to make your advice about you. I don't know. I just felt like making... Anyways, I think what I would say to this person is that instead of filling in the blanks with extra negatives, if you're not getting enough positivity externally, you need to create it for yourself. Yeah, make your own positive blanks. Yeah. So, you know, daily affirmations in the morning, you as smart, you as kind. Okay, but if you listen to my podcast episode with Masha, she actually said that doing affirmations when you don't believe them is gaslighting yourself. Well, yeah, make sure you believe them. <laughs> yeah, but I think... Why like, would you affirm things that aren't true? Okay, one thing that really helps me with imposter syndrome, to remind myself that I am that bitch, I just make a list of, like, all the times previously that I didn't think I could get out of it, that I didn't think that I was worthy or whatever, and it always ended up working out, right? Like, it had to have worked out because of where you are today. You're, like, you have to have, like, a list of things that you've gone through that you didn't know that you could make it through, and, like, you did. And, like, let that be something that really builds your confidence. Because when you look back at your track record, like, that should, that's all the validation you need. You don't need someone else. You don't need some professors or whoever to tell you that you're good enough. Some guidance counselor. Guidance counselors are also always wrong, by the way. And also something to think about is, like, so, like, the stem of this is just not having enough, like, external validation, right? The thing is, like, external validation is so wishy-washy people come and go into your life there's gonna be like professors that are cheering you on and then there's gonna be professors that are literally like giving you daggers in the back and like trying to bring you down but the thing is like people in life like like i said they come and go and before you know it you're gonna be so past them so the only thing that's really constant in life is like yourself so like by building yourself up with your track record and like not letting yourself like feel that feel too driven by like the highs of the compliments or the lows of like the criticisms i think that's like the best way to really like continue on in your purpose you know like just becoming unshakable and only one thing at a time, too. Because I feel like it can be really overwhelming and be like, how could little old me do all of this? Like, I'm not worthy of this when you look at the big picture. But just look at the next step. What is literally the one next step that you could maybe check off in, like, the next week or so? And then just tackle that. And then just keep checking it off week after week, like, day after day. And, like, eventually you're going to get to where you need to be. Trust me. And that's not even on... You don't even need confidence to do that. You just need, like... Like, you just need to literally, like, make yourself do it. Anyways, question number two. How do you draw the line between self-care and making time for yourself and being lazy? So, my first thought with this is, what's wrong with being lazy? (laughs) No, but okay. I honestly totally understand because that's also another one of my fears is, like, being lazy because I feel like... Not around the house today. Okay, well, like, with school and stuff. Like, it just... It makes me feel like... That's not who I am because, like, I think in my head I've built up this identity that, like, I'm not lazy. I can't be lazy because if I'm lazy, I have this, like, deep-rooted belief. I don't know if you do, too. Um, 
but I have this deep-rooted belief that if you are lazy, then you will, like, be poor and miserable, and then you will die. So literally, like, I'm yeah, afraid to be trauma. lazy. I know. Well, it's, like, inherited trauma that, like, everyone has. Or, like, a, lo- a lot of people have. Not everyone. <laughs> so I feel like part of this, like, trauma genuinely, is trying to, like, validate my own safety. Because it all comes down to safety. I feel like if I think I'm lazy, then I'm literally going to die. I try to remind myself one of my favorite mantras. I think I already said it before, but my, one of my favorite mantras is I am safe and secure within my own body. And just reminding yourself that you're like safe no matter what. And that like this thought is just a thought that you like planted into your head. It doesn't actually have any truth. Like that being lazy is bad. That's one way to start. I don't think they're saying that though. What? What? I don't think the person saying that being lazy is bad. I think they want to make sure they're striking the right balance between taking care of themselves and having downtime and using their time. Okay, well, I also think that, like, there's really, like, no difference. You do a task, you watch a TV show. If you spin it one way, it's self-care. If you spin it another way, it's being lazy. Like, it's all your perspective. So, right. So if you just give your task good PR in your head and just tell it, like, oh, this is, like, good for me, then, like, you yeah. won't see it as laziness. But they're not viewing – I don't know if they're necessarily saying lazy equals – Okay, what's your great advice? bad thing either. My advice is that – well, going back to – your whole safety point but Mm -hmm. a different kind of spin on it is that you know so if you're being genuinely lazy that means things that should have been getting done that or or that need to get done aren't getting done Mm -hmm. and that can adversely affect you know the way you're able to live your life your lifestyle the worst case scenario that is you don't somehow you're on it you're lazy and you're not working and you're not making money and you're you know, you wind up homeless or something. Some people are, I think it's going to be different for everyone. I think some people need some time, more time to R&R, recuperate, and then other people don't necessarily need as much of that time. So however much time you think you need to fully recharge, I think is the right amount of downtime and kind of leisure time that you want to have. And just because you might need more time to relax than other people doesn't make you lazy. That's actually a, like, like a really good point. I, I feel like comparison yeah. like really affects people a lot because you're just on mm-hmm. like social media and you're like, wow, this person looks yeah. like they're hustling and I'm like here on the couch. And then it's like that comparison that really gets to you. Exactly. So just because other people are out here posting their hustle doesn't mean that you're not also hustling. You might just not be sharing it with people as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe part of your hustle just needs to be eating a bag of Cheetos, taking a nap. Uh, Because then you bang out a presentation the next hour and you get all your assignments done. So as long as your basic needs are taken care of and you're doing okay at work, you're doing okay, you're being efficient. And that is productive, is self-care and stuff. That is like, that does help your productivity and your success is Mm -hmm. making time for yourself to relax and do self-care and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, just just don't don't be too hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you feel like you want to indulge in certain things and like just don't compare yourself because that's really where you start to go down the slippery slope of labeling yourself mm-hmm. as like lazy compared to this or whatever. There's always going to be someone doing more, but I there's love that, also yeah. always going to be doing someone someone that's doing a little bit less. So And like neither of those uh, spectrums really have anything to do with you. Like the only thing that you can control is you. So it doesn't matter that this person's doing more and this person's doing less. Wow, this is very therapeutic actually for me and my mentee B. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. I think this all started when I started comparing myself. You're really using this as a therapy session Listen, for I'm you. really going through it right now. 
She's having a tough time, but she's trying her best to give you some advice. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast is I never wanted this podcast to be something where I'm like holier than everyone else and like giving advice. This is really meant to be like a time capsule to share like where I am, what I'm doing and like while also giving advice of how I'm getting through it. And I feel like that's more relatable than someone that's like years removed from it that doesn't remember what it's like. Because then you'll always look back and be like, oh, it's fine. But uh, as as someone that has done almost nothing but watch most of The Wire and play video games for the last week, nothing wrong with being a little lazy from time to time. Alrighty, Anyways, last one more. question. Can I read it? Sure. I like this one because there is <laughs> drama. My planned roommate, BFFs, planned roommate couldn't agree on a location and fought. Ooh. Ooh. After watching The Wire, of course there's nowhere safe to live. So I feel uh, like Baltimore... we already insulted the homeless by saying like they're not safe. If, if you're, I don't no. mean to like discredit homeless people. Like maybe it's that's just like a belief that I had was that being homeless is bad. There's a lot more going on. There's a lot more going on. Just please do, don't judge me for saying that. You don't that. just become homeless. Like, we understand this. That this isn't what we're here for. Um, okay, wait. So what I was going to say is that, like, 80% of drama... I f- Why do you have to touch the microphone well, every mean, single episode? I didn't mean to. I okay. was setting it down. Um, 80% of drama, for me at least, like, I, I feel like in, like, undergrad and pharmacy school, was, like, living situations. There's always so much drama about who you live with, where you live. And it's, like, so weird. I don't understand. I was just going to say that... This sounds like a tough situation, but it doesn't sound unsalvageable. I think it's okay to, you know, express yourself with energy. That's what a fight is, right? You're just with gusto. Little, with gusto. Uh, so, so you're learning more about your BFF that you didn't know. This is true. And that's that you guys prefer very different neighborhoods. Well, and I would explore that. I think that's what needs to be done. Is there needs to be a follow up of hey, like. Sorry, like, we're not seeing eye to eye on where to live. However, it maybe there's a way we can kind of pick a location that's mutually going to work for both of us. Spend some time figuring out what everyone needs and wants. It's, it's actually, like, a really good time to evaluate. Like, are we going to be good roommates? Like, are we able to get through this? Because it's a chance, like, like, yeah, like, if you guys can get through this, then you guys can get through a lot. And you guys are probably, like, able to problem solve. Because I think a lot of friendship is kind of, like, getting through problems together. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, but it could make you stronger. So, like, the plus side, it can make you reevaluate. And you know what? At the end of the day, you guys are like, you know what? We both still want to live together. Let's try to make this work. That's good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe what seems bad but actually still is good is if you realize, like, you know what? This broad isn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know thing. what? I would rather, like, live with someone that maybe I'm not best friends with, but, like, I can. The living will be easier. Or right. maybe I, like, want to live with a stranger. Or maybe I don't want to live with anyone. I don't know. I think all information that you learn through this experience is good information. I guess if you both have your heart set on certain locations, it might be kind of in, you know, something that you're not going to be able to reconcile it. But I think there's a way to kind of roommate break up in this situation without having a friendship break up. If it's purely a location dispute, I think this can be solved. If it's more of a... Maybe there's finances involved. Finance kind of issue. Uh, I don't know where you might fall in. I think ideally everyone feels safe. Editing Connie here. I'm literally laughing and I just yelled at Jimmy off screen because I'm like, Jimmy, it's not always about safety. Like, clearly he's just been watching too much of The Wire and, like, safety in your neighborhoods is, like, what he's thinking about. But, like, that's not the only thing that they're talking about, Jimmy. Hard world out there.
I feel like something that I've like learned is that no matter how bad you want something to work out, it's either going to work out or like it's not, but like it's okay. So like what I mean by that is like maybe in your head you really wanted to live with your best friend forever, but maybe like you guys aren't the most compatible living, but you could still be best friends. And what's most, what's best for your friendship to keep it together is to live apart because I genuinely don't know how I would survive living with like all of my best friends ever, you know, like, like there's definitely friends that I have that like we wouldn't be compatible. There's definitely friends that I would be compatible with no matter what. (laughs) This is so cliche, but no matter what, it really is going to work out the way it's supposed to. Either you guys will live together and it's going to be happily ever after, right? You'll, you'll make it work or you guys will live apart and then it will still be happily ever after. If anything, it'll be like the best thing for your friendship. That's also possible. Or you guys like won't live together and like maybe the friendship like isn't always compatible like that's okay too like all of it is so okay it is so okay and like you don't have to force friendships or force relationships or force roommate ships to work like it's gonna work out the way it's supposed Mm -hmm. to and like you have so much to look forward to ahead like don't let this one little thing get you down yeah and like we don't know how extensive this fight was maybe it was like the smallest thing ever or maybe it was like a really big blowout but I think either way, like like I said, it's gonna work out. Like no matter like what the magnitude of the fight was either. So I wouldn't re- I wouldn't worry your pretty face. You're gonna be just fine. It's gonna work out. And you know what? Home is where the heart is. I don't know where how yeah, to end cheer- this. Cheers to a new two bedroom for you and someone. <laughs> <laughs> Home is where the heart is. Is such a like Ray Dunn like TJ Maxx kind of like live really laugh is. love sign. Home is where the heart is. So all right, well live laugh love. It's been great. Yeah pinch all right time for me to go edit this but anyways thank you so much for listening i hope this helped you guys out if you have some chief complaints that you want to submit i ask you guys pretty regularly every two weeks or so on my instagram at dr connie wang but feel free to submit them whenever or email me at dr connie wang uh, x at gmail.com or you can also dm me at at just a quick pinch on instagram.com and i will see you guys on tuesday bye bye, bye.